Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the great honking, a Tennessee school board taking Mouse off of the curriculum, and Whoopi Goldberg saying that the Holocaust was not about race. I'm Luke. I'm Rody. And I'm Ryan. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. All right, fellas, how we doing today? How we doing? We're doing. It's good to be back. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just uh, I'm getting ready for surgery tomorrow. So this is kind of, you know, one of my wisdom last teeth. Yeah, I know. Right. Wisdom teeth. Yeah. So they're taking the wisdom out of you. Yeah, that implies that I had any wisdom to begin with. So uh, not correct. Luckily, I was born without wisdom teeth. So really? Oh, man. Yeah. So lucky. Great stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, re- I recommend it. Oh, thanks. I should, next time, I'll, I'll uh, be sure to take that advice. <laughs> next time I'm born, I'll do it without wisdom teeth. Great advice. Great advice. Great advice, Rody. Anyways, so uh, we want to have more discussions, but we can only do that with your help, dear listener. Please like the video, share it with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. In addition, we are available to listen where all of your favorite podcasts are found. You can also reach out to us by commenting on the video or reaching out to us on Instagram at the right side of the compass. This doesn't cost you anything, but can greatly help us gain more reach. If you want to support independent creators such as ourselves, that is the best way to do so. All right, so let's get on to the first topic. We've got a lot to talk about today, so let's let's move. Let's move. Let's get uh, let's get going. The honk heard around the world. Uh, how many uh, honk jokes are we going to make today? We're going to make a lot, right? Not enough. Not enough. No, there's never the enough. The honkening. The honkening. Yeah, one like equals one honk. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So honk those like buttons. Yeah, just honk your horn. Honk your horn. Uh all right. So let's get let's talk about what happened before we continue to make more honking jokes. Um so basically what happened was is a bunch of truckers in Canada, they decided, eh, yeah, we're we're not gonna do this anymore. So they just take their trucks and they drive them all the way to Ottawa and uh they start honking their horns and causing gridlock in Canada. And uh yeah, that's. Do you that's know basic. how this started? Uh, so no one knows exactly how it started. At least I don't. Uh, from what I understand, it's just kind of like it just kind of happened. A bunch of truckers were like, "Screw this!" So they went to can uh, they went to Canada's capital, Ottawa, and started making a lot of noise, if you will. Well, I'm thinking, is there like a is there like a trucker WhatsApp group or, or <laughs> that like they're all just a part of? I mean, how many truckers are in Canada? Apparently over 50,000, because there's like 50,000 truckers in Ottawa right now, plus all the ones that are not in Ottawa, but are still part of the protest. Well, what I'm assuming is that it started off with a somewhat small band of truckers and then just grew until the honking that it is nowadays or today. The, yeah. Do you think they have like a Morse code, like with their honks? Well, they have ham radios, so. That's true. Which means that none of them are Jewish, so. Ham. Ham. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you got the joke. Yes. They're ham radios. I think yes. Rody's still taking a second. <laughs> He's like... Ham radios? Ham. Ham? As in ham. Jews. Yeah, whatever. like... If he like doesn't get it. Ham like the meat? Yeah. Okay. And it's not... I, the, I got it. A trucker's I'll radio is called a ham radio. <laughs> oh, they typically okay. have ham radios, so... It's a double entendre. It's the lowest I, form I got of it. Comedy. I got yes. it. <laughs> get it? Because it's We're ham? Get it? Rody? We're all on the same page. We're all on the same okay, page. Okay, good, good, good. Get it? Okay, good. Um, all right. Uh, so they are now honking their horns. It has been over a week. And the people in the Capitol are kind of losing their minds. Did you see that very funny viral video of the guy in the street who's basically like, we need you to get out of my effing city. And then the guy just calmly says, the honking will continue until freedom improves. And I'm like, that is... You know what meme that is? That's like the crying guy meme. Like, no, you can't just honk your horn and change the vaccine mandate. And he's like, honk, honk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, so, so the workers of the world have decided to unite. And it's not going the way that the socialists thought it would go. Uh you know, needless to say, <laughs> yeah, n- needless to say, um, it is working. Did they announce that anything would be changing? Like, yeah, any of the mandates? 
Yes. So most notably, we're going to start off with Quebec. Quebec decided to end to not go through with its tax on the unvaccinated. Um, that's a big deal because they were going to tax the crap out of anyone who was not going to be vaccinated, and they dropped it for quote unquote community cohesion. But uh, ah. we all know why they really dropped it because of the honking. And uh, Alberta decided to get rid of its uh, vaccine mandates, its COVID restrictions. Uh, Saskatchewan, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm probably wrong, but I don't know how to pronounce made-up names of made-up places. Um, yeah, no, so I think that, it's great because it really shows the power of, you know, the people when they come together and, you know, you know power of protest, essentially. Right, but this is not just a regular protest. This is a beautiful protest, and there's a very simple reason why it's beautiful. It's that none of what they're doing is illegal, and there's nothing they can do about it, which is to say that if 50,000 truckers decide to just park their trucks in the streets of Ottawa and just shut down the city, right, who's going to tow them? The tow truck companies are not going to tow them because the tow truck companies (laughs) work with the people who own the trucks right. and they're just not going to do it right because they're going to lose all their customers the, the army can't do it because how do you get rid of like essentially an army of truckers you shoot them you still need to move their trucks right so you know and what do you, you tell them get out to tow out the, t- the you're gonna need a tank to tow out the trucks <laughs> right but you know the armies are typically made of more conservative people i don't think everyone in the army is conservative yeah. but but uh, I, I doubt that you're going to get enough people in the army who are going to be willing to just flat out get rid of the truckers. But also more fundamentally, um, if the army comes in and starts to remove truckers, then it's going to also look really bad for the Canadian government that they're sending their uh, army. The same way that if America were to send their army in on you know protesters, the, the, those peaceful protesters, remember, um, that yeah. happened uh, – they're actually Almost. peaceful. They're not mostly peaceful. No, these right. are these are actually peaceful. I'm talking about the peaceful protests of, that were, you know, burning this the country down uh, almost a year and a half ago. Mostly more than a year peaceful. and a half ago? That's a while ago. Uh, they were, everyone was saying that if the, the army can't go in because that looks bad for Trump, uh, because then it looks like he's a fascist. So it, it, I guess now their own logic is working against them. They can't send the army in to, to stop these... Uh, truckers unless they call them nazis which is what they're doing well that's not even the biggest deal like i don't think that's even the biggest problem the the i i forget who said this but i heard this on the timcast irl like regular people think of strategy intelligent people think about logistics and uh you could tell that uh, these people have thought of logistics just moving fifty thousand trucks out of ottawa is a logistical nightmare and uh you know it's just you can't do it and like what are you gonna do kill all the truckers well first of all you need to move all the trucks and second of all who's gonna move who's gonna move your food right right i mean it also affects the economy because you know there's all this shipping and all these goods that need to get to their locations and that what the, that's what the truckers are for and if you know fifty thousand are i don't know how many truckers there are in canada but if a lot of them are not doing their job then yeah that you know that that does damage on the economy also. Right. So that's what's interesting because I think in a tweet they said that they have two to four years worth of money behind them. So they're there to stay. Um, but my question is, is what, what does it mean two to four years of money? Because money money doesn't have any value unless you could buy things with it. And if the truckers are just not moving things, then your money can't buy anything. So the amount of money it would take to survive two to four years, it's, it's almost like an – it exponentially increases if there's no one moving goods in, across the country. Um, so I am curious about that. But just in general, like the logistical nightmare of moving these trucks out and, and even like let's say you get the police to just say, oh, you need to move your truck, right? They could just say like, oh, I'm trying to move my truck, but that guy's not moving his truck, right? <laughs> you, just, you can't do it. <laughs> it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Community uh, of truckers works together to not do anything. It's great. <laughs> I know. I know. It's great. Um, and so, but Canada is not the only place with a trucker strike now. So apparently the Netherlands, they have one in the United States. They're trying to organize one. Um, Facebook just shut down the trucker convoy, the U.S. version. They shut down their Facebook group. So we'll see. It's probably going to happen. Um, I don't know which one would be better if they would go to New York or they would go to Washington, D.C. Like what would be better? Like, what would be more you know, effective? Don't go to New York because I live here and I don't want to deal with the traffic. 
So just go back to your parents, you idiot. Luke, you're thinking too close-minded. Go to both. Go to both New York and to D.C. <laughs> no, but also, like, I would eat ramen out of a cup for a month if it meant that I got my freedom back at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like I don't care if they're making noise. Like, I get it. I don't I don't want to be, you know, if they shut down Jerusalem from a, for a trucker protest because of the vaccine mandates and all this stuff, I would be very happy. Like, I don't care about the noise. It's it's the little things, right? And and you could see the the reaction on the internet. Like, people, the people in Ottawa, they're like, oh, my God, the honking, the honking. Because I think the power of memes has made this more than just a protest. It's made it into, it's made it into a meme. It's now, it's, it's you know, it's evolved. It used to be that when you protested, it was like signs and stuff. Now they, they found a smart way to do it, which was the stupidest way to do it which is just make it into a meme. It's exactly. It's, it's brilliant. What's great about making it to a meme is that it becomes part of culture. And by making it part of culture, it's kind of like here to stay. Right. Exactly. Right. I think it's important at a time like this to remind everyone about the sage words of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who said that protests are supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. So, you know, mm. so yeah, it's not, you know, I, I agree, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. I think protests should be about making people feel uncomfortable. So uh, if you are in Ottawa right now and you are upset that the truckers are making you feel uncomfortable, in the words of Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, that's the entire point. So, <laughs> And also what I find interesting is um, just kind of what we were saying before about how they're trying to smear this uh, campaign is like far right. I think he said it's uh, Trudeau said it's a fringe minority of far right activists coming, and you know, look at all those Nazi pe- truckers. Yeah, the, those <laughs> Nazi truckers that you know bring you your food, <laughs> like the swastikas tattooed on their arms. You know, like regular people see through it. Nobody's going like, oh yeah, those. Those Nazi truckers, it, it's, it's actually just the politicians and the far lefties who are saying, oh, yeah, those Nazis, like regular people who are just going about their day to day lives. They're not they're not saying any of they're not listening to this. They're not like, oh, wow, because how, how do you even believe something so ridiculous if you're just if you're not like in the mindset? It's, it's ridiculous it's, on the face of it. Exactly. Well, Sorry, I just have an unpopular opinion um, oh. that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Obviously, this is very different than the BLM riots because, first of all, these guys aren't rioting. But I find it a little bit, I wouldn't say hypocritical, but I definitely agree. It's not like uh, it's not white supremacy. It's not, you know, Nazi people because it might be like one or two people um, there that's like waving a flag or a Confederate flag who like. That might even be fake because, like, they're in Canada. So, like, who's dumb enough to wave a Confederate flag in Canada? The North but, shall rise again, eh? <laughs> like, that, during the BLM riots, like, that was the reason why they said it was mostly peaceful because majority of people were not rioting, but there were people that were rioting. And so, and then we, then the right accused them of being violent, but that wasn't the majority of people. So, do you think it's fair that the right, you know, that, that we're now essentially doing the same thing and saying, Hey, you know, this isn't about, I'm not saying it is about, it definitely is not about white supremacy or any of that, but it's the same concept of that. The minority is, is doing something and is being blamed for the majority. Well, so I think in terms of the, the reason why it's different, at least from my perspective, is that it's a very different ratio. If I haven't heard of any stories of truckers waving Nazi flags or doing anything, is this something that's that's been found that there were truckers waving Nazi flags? There was like, like one guy. There was one guy, but we don't even so know. So one guy a does not a, a Nazi protest make versus if you were to look at the BLM riots, um, it, it was the most perfect summation of why that could be considered more of a riot as opposed to a protest is when this, I, I believe it was CNN, um, they had the, the guy reporting and just behind him, everything was on fire. <laughs> just actually everything It's mostly was on fire. peaceful. Mostly peaceful. And there is actually a raging 
bonfire behind him. So it's not like <laughs> it's one guy you take a picture of, oh, it's a Nazi protest. This was a, even if it wasn't a majority, there was a significant ratio of people going out and burning buildings, whether it was for BLM because they're, or because they're, you know, selfish and they just wanted to use the opportunity to get stuff. stuff the point is that the ratio was a lot larger and therefore at least to me, someone who's on the outside looking in, it seems less credible to call this a Nazi protest as opposed to the BLM riots, which were more of a, yeah. So in terms of the elite, what are the elite going to do to prevent this from happening again? I saw really two good takes. The first take is obviously going to be like, come on, guys, we need to get those self-driving trucks on the road, right? Because uh, if if there are no truckers to drive the trucks, then they can't the truckers, they can't protest. But I also saw something a little different, and which is that basically you might see in the future that they're going to start the consolidation of truck ownership. I didn't know this. Apparently, a lot of truckers actually own the trucks they, they drive. Oh, that do they? Yeah, they do. Like, huh. like if you're a truck driver, you have private ownership of your truck. It's not owned by a truck company. So what they so might when you come do, back home, you're like, "Hey, honey, here's my 18 wheeler. I'm home." <laughs> or they park it. No, they listen. They may pay for a parking spot. You don't know, but it's uh, their yeah. truck. Yeah. So, um, but so what we might see is that they'll start making it so that there are trucking companies that own the trucks, and therefore then the government has more leverage. So that might happen as well. I'll say, I'll ask on that, would that work? Like, would, how would you convince truckers to, to uh, give up? It's not about trucks? convincing it. It's that if it's voted, like if the Canadian parliament decides that you can't own an 18 wheeler anymore because it's an assault, uh, it's an assault truck, right? Because, you know, <laughs> if you, if you own a car, that's like a regular gun. But uh, if you own a truck, that's like an assault rifle. So you can't own it. So they might do that. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. So there was a GoFundMe for the truckers. And of course they decided at GoFundMe to say that they're not going to give the money to the truckers. And so in, in, in typical Ron DeSantis fashion, Ron DeSantis is going to go after GoFundMe, which is of course GoFundMe, you know, the Ron DeSantis rather Ron DeSantis for the win. Uh, absolutely. So they, they decided not to they didn't like what the truckers were doing, so they decided to just take it down. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, they were told by the Canadian government that the truckers are a bunch of Nazis, white supremacists, whatever. And so they said, oh, we're not going to allow you to raise money for them. And so uh, Ron DeSantis was like, oh, yeah, you're not doing that. I'm going to investigate the crap out of you. And so we're going to see what happens with that. Um, if you, if you want to give to the truckers now, there is a uh, different alternative site called Give, Send, Go. They have a trucker uh, page. In a day, they raised $2 million. One day. One day, they raised $2 million. Wow. Uh, so, you know, do what they ever want to donate to the Rody Foundation, um, <laughs> I accept checks and cash also. <laughs> okay, Rody, you can, you can sell your OnlyFans later, okay? Oof. That was a that was a that was a mighty shots burn. fired. <laughs> it was shots fired. Okay, okay, okay. So, topic number two, uh, we're going to talk about the controversy that happened in Tennessee. Uh, so, let's get down to it. Okay, so Ryan, do you want to talk about the story? So, uh, from my understanding, uh, the school board of Tennessee uh, decided that they would take the graphic novel Mouse off of the school middle school curriculum, um, and I I never read this book or saw this novel graphic novel when I was in middle school, but apparently it's a, it's, it depicts uh, nudity and uh, a lot of blood and gore and uh, there's cursing from my understanding. Um, so they took it off the curriculum because middle schoolers should not be looking at this stuff. And uh, needless to say, lefties lost their minds um, because how dare you not let the children look at, nude bodies or I don't, I don't know they're no basically basically what happened with that was is they were saying like it's censorship because they're they don't want to talk about the holocaust whatever the the school board said they would replace it with another book about the holocaust so 
and the book's still like, they're not even getting rid of the curriculum it's just there. that particular book yeah the it's just that novel, particular book yeah, yeah which depicts nudity and stuff that stuff that you wouldn't want to be showing your child um so yeah that's really the long and short of it i mean i just i want to point out that like it's ironic to me that these people are saying it's censorship because it's very obvious to me that anyone who says censorship needs to read more because uh if they if they actually read the article they know that it wasn't censorship so I don't think these people should be allowed to talk about censorship because they obviously don't know how to read. Um, maybe they didn't read enough yeah. books. Well, I understand. So one thing I didn't understand is, look, I understand you know schools don't necessarily want to show nudity and and you know and they don't want them exposed to like bad language, but you know it's it's a part of the history and I feel like it would be appropriate. And plus, you know, thirteen year old boys, you know, most people have access to the internet and to uh services so the fact that they've seen like nudity is probably nothing new to them so i don't understand the reason why to to put it on the shelves um to to for that reason because you know most people at that age are probably watching pornography at that point right but i would say that number one um this is like it's not about whether kids see it or not. It's whether the, the the content is age appropriate. I mean, like, yeah, you want to teach the history, but I wouldn't necessarily tell a six-year-old about the Armenian genocide, not because I don't want the, the, the six-year-old to know at some point, but I think there's content that's appropriate for certain ages and certain content that's not. Kids are not the same as adults, and we we as a society can dis- can decide, or as parents or as a community, we can decide that we don't want to teach kids – about certain things until they hit a certain age. And so yeah, perhaps we're talking about 13 year olds, not like six year olds. Well, like again, you know, you may decide that you don't want to teach it until high school. Like, again, it's a very arbitrary decision. You know, they may see it a different way, but you know what? It's not my business. I don't live in Tennessee. And you know what? It's not even like they're saying, oh, the Holocaust didn't happen or we don't want to teach about the Holocaust anymore. They're just saying they'd rather use a different book. And they're, they're you know what? That's their decision. And you can agree with that decision or you can disagree with the decision. But the important thing to me is that it's a non-story and that the the reason – the only reason I know about the story is because on my Facebook feed, I get suggested all these times these left-wing pages that are seemingly grassroots, although I don't know how grassroots they actually are. But you go to the comments – and it's just like everyone is saying like they're censoring the book and I'm going to buy it twice now because it's being censored and it's not being censored, bro. In, do- in eighth grade, they don't read Dr. Seuss. But does that mean that there's a conspiracy to make sure you don't know what happens with the cat in the hat? Like, like if it's I read a book, no, apparently they're censoring Dr. Seuss in my high school class because I, I can't write a book report on it. And uh, if I write a book tomorrow, if it's not being taught in every single classroom across the globe, am I being censored? No, obviously not, right? Um, it's ironic because these people will say like, oh, if they're not reading the book Mouse in the classroom, it's censorship. But they're not talking about Spotify and Joe Rogan. They're not concerned about like Joe Rogan having a platform. So like, I don't want to hear about censorship from these people. Like, I just really, really don't want to hear about it from them because these people – Obviously don't read the news because if they did, they know it's not censorship. They have no concept of what censorship is because you just can't put everything on the curriculum. A curriculum – and I, we're going to we're gonna check the bingo box for anyone who's playing right side of the compass bingo. I'm going to bring up Michael Knowles, so just check it already. Ding. Um, ding. You know. um, a school curriculum exists in space and time. And if you're teaching one thing, you're not teaching another thing, right? So – you just can't put everything. Now, it, that's not to say that there isn't a broad range of books that I would want my kid reading, right? You know, you want kids reading, right? That's great. But, you know, just because it's not on the curriculum doesn't mean they don't – like in ninth grade, I was reading Plato's The Republic. We weren't reading that in history class. My teacher didn't like rip it out of my hands and go like, you're reading Plato's The Republic? That's not on the curriculum. You can't read it. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you read Plato? No, she's just like, oh, we're not reading. That's that's recommend. Like you could read that if you'd like, but we're not teaching that in the classroom. You're free to read whatever you want on your own time, right? Me, it would be it would be more like if, for example, I don't know, they took off uh, uh, irreversible damage 
by Abigail Schreier from Amazon and Target. That seems more like censorship to me. But no one talked. No, those parent groups don't talk about that book because that book doesn't matter. But uh, Mouse, a graphic novel, that's that's really what we're talking about. Okay, whatever, bro. Like, I just don't want to hear about it. Well, um, also and what by I'll the way, say to what Brody said before, sorry, but uh, to what you said about the the thirteen year, like the fact that thirteen year olds already have access to these uh, this content in the form of you know uh, pornography, um, just because they have access does not mean you should be providing it, or at least this is what I think. Um, I mean, to kind of make a, a somewhat comparison, drug drug addicts have access to drugs, obviously, because they're addicted. But that doesn't mean that we should just be providing heroin to everyone on the street in hopes that, you know, oh, well, they have access to it anyway, so let's just, you know, let's just give it to them. You know, it's, well, I, they I don't do like that argument. Needles. They have, in hospitals, they have the needle um, that you could switch out, like, dirty needles for clean needles, though. But you shouldn't do that. You should I don't do that because if you can't if you can't stop it, then you might as well, you know, stop you know people from getting tetanus. No, because they're stupid enough to inject themselves with poison. They should be they should be punished for doing heroin. We shouldn't be helping them do heroin. That's the point. It's not about yes, they may get tetanus, but the reality is is that it's not good for society to have people doing heroin. And when people choose to do heroin, that is bad for society because you're number one, because we're not going to throw you out of the hospital for getting tetanus. Right. So you're essentially putting the onus of you doing heroin on us. Right. So you're going to get thrown out. You're going to, you're going to be put in a hospital. We're going to have to pay for your medical bills. And when you die, your kids and your wife are not going to be taken care of. So no, it's not a matter of like you have access to heroin. So therefore we should just let you do heroin. Like absolutely not. Like, you can make the argument that a specific drug should, like, be legalized or shouldn't be, you know, or should be decriminalized or whatever. But the idea that just because people do it, therefore we should help them gain access to it, like, that's just very silly. Like, that's a that's a very, like, not, like a, not a good argument. And my argument isn't even that Mouse shouldn't be on the curriculum. Like, I don't care if Mouse is on the curriculum. I don't have a vested, I don't have a horse in this race, right? If Tennessee parents decide that they don't want to teach Mouse in the classroom, that's great. And if New Jersey parents want to put Mouse in the curriculum, that's also great. Like, to me, it's not such a clear-cut issue that I'm like, oh my God, like, how could they, like, how could they say it should be on the curriculum? My point is simply that it's a non-traversy. It's not, they're not even saying they're not going to teach about the Holocaust. They're just saying they don't want to use this book. You know, it would be like choosing one math textbook versus another math textbook. Well, they're censoring that math textbook. Well, now it's two plus two equals five because two plus four, two plus two equals four is racist. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, so this got Whoopi Goldberg in trouble because, you know, things just can't be normal. Anyways, so Whoopi Goldberg was on The View and the, the clucking hens on The View were talking about this topic and Whoopi Goldberg... Well, let's just watch the clip. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe ethnicity. Yeah, well, they no, consider it's Jews about, a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's not, after it's Jews not about and ideal and race. It's it's not but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, how do we have to black they people see too. them as white people? But, but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, Italian, everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should, should your child say, oh my God, I, I wonder if that's me? No, that's not what they're gonna say. They're gonna say, I don't wanna be like that. So this is what the clip said, you know, basically, you know, she thinks the Holocaust was not about race, which is just not correct. <laughs> just, like it's as not correct as, like you could say, Two plus two equals five is as incorrect as the Holocaust wasn't about the race. It's it's just categorically, it's the opposite of correct. It's incorrect. It's not even like partially correct. It's just flat out incorrect. Um, 
and, and for for a variety of reasons, actually, it's very very complicated why she's wrong. But I think it's important to point out that Americans don't quite get this many times. Um, Americans have this very basic view of race because they were raised in America and they have a certain history, which you know in America that's the way they understand race. But when you leave the when you leave the United States and you go to other countries, you go to Europe, you go to Asia, you go to like anywhere. They have a much more nuanced view of race, which includes things like ethnicity and culture and things like that. So like I, I when I was in the army, like there were people from Russia and Ukraine and, and uh, Georgia and Armenia and this one, that one. They could all tell the difference between each other. Like it was very obvious who was from who. And like I couldn't tell, but they just know. They, they could smell it on you almost. They know exactly where you're from. Yeah, it's similar to like us from the uh, from the West don't know the differences and like Asians between like, you know, China, Korea and Japan. But I've heard that, you know, they themselves know the differences within their own. Like, culture yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the Japanese, the Japanese know who is a Japanese and who is a Korean so well that they're able to discriminate. Like you could change, like a Korean can change their name to a Japanese name in Japan. Like they have a history with Korean people in Japan. And there are Korean people who will change their name to a Japanese name and people will still be able to see it. Like, it's crazy. Like, I can't tell the difference. Well, I mean, to bring it home also, Jews can tell the difference between what type of Jewish person you are. It, it, every, every enclosed group knows how to divide themselves. It's only from the outside that you're not able to see the differences. Well, I think Jews are, are kind of unique because you almost can tell. Like... You may, like, you may get it wrong because of preconceived notions, but there is a way to tell, right? Like, I wouldn't mistake an Ashkenazi Jew for a Kaifeng Jew, for example. Like, that would be very difficult. A Kaifeng Jew. Like, one of those Jews that lived in China for, like, 2,000 years. Okay. But, I mean, what I mean is that, I mean, just, I know people who have mistaken Ashkenazi Jews for Sephardi Jews, even though when... if we were to think about it, we'd be like, oh, well, Sephardi Jews, they wear the turbans and they wear, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but they, they wear, you know, they, they have slightly darker skin. They, they they have different customs than us, so you can tell based on other determining factors. But I'm sure if you were to ask someone in, even in New York or, or, or one of these, you know, super liberal areas, they would be like, oh, you know, he's got the strings hanging off. He's got the, the skull cap. Oh, he's Jewish. And you say, oh, well, what type of Jew is he? And they'll be, oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'd be able to parse a, 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 a Hasidic Jew because, you know, they're dressed. They're kind of obvious. They're kind of obvious. They're kind of obvious, but they, they don't try to hide it. <laughs> exactly. So I think where she really made the big mistake is that she like, kind of believes that race is only between what your, your, your skin color, like white or black, and mm-hmm. that there's no other physical attributes to take into account, really. Which, you by know, the way, in the United States wasn't even true historically. Like, there were groups of people from Europe who were not considered white for the purposes of, of you know, like white and black. Like, for, for, first of all, Jews were considered Asian until like 10 minutes ago, uh, which makes sense because, you know, Israel is kind of they were the considered East. European. No, they weren't considered European. In the U.S.? No, they weren't. They were considered Asian. Oh, I mean, because they all came from, you know, after Nazi Germany, they all, they all came from Europe. So Right. But well, but there were Jews in the United States before the Holocaust, and those Jews were considered Asian, like very obviously Asian, because those people had a, a very clear understanding of history. Like in Europe, they didn't think of Jews as European. That was in the entire point. They thought of them as like these lost, like a lost tribe of people from the Middle East. They didn't they didn't think of them as Europeans because they didn't have a country. It was it started really at the emancipation of Jews in like the 1800s when people started thinking of Jews as like Europeans, but with this kind of weird esoteric religion. But that just historically was never the case. And Michael Knowles makes this point. It's that Yeah, no, right. Uh, Michael Knowles (laughs) made this point when he was talking about Whoopi Goldberg. He said that uh, essentially uh, people don't get this about Judaism, but, you know, religion like people think that like you can be like whatever religion you want and like it won't have any impact on like how you identify in terms of like your race or ethnicity but the reality is it's just that's that's more of a christian thing that like started with like these universal religions 
such as Christianity, but Judaism was always kind of a tribal religion and Jews have a kind of tribal affiliation that Westerners broadly don't understand. But that's but what you were mentioning before is a, that's nationality and ethnicity. That's not that's not race. Race is a you know one thing that I believe that I learned actually in school is like race is physical, ethnicity is ideology and culture, and then nationality is like country. Well, if, if you're gonna boil it down to that, then you know white people versus Jews, then Jews have you know big noses. <laughs> yeah, but that but that that's. Exactly correct. So that was the physical trait that Germans specifically used. You would see charts of, you know, oh, you know, the Aryan race and then the, you know, the Jewish race and the classic stereotype. Obviously, it's a stereotype for a reason is because, yes, Jews, some like, I mean, sure, there are Jews that have perfect noses, but a lot of Jews have big noses. It's just a physical trait that we have. And, you know, that's, that's not, you know, good or bad. It's just what it, what? Because air is free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what this this whole discussion yes. <laughs> reminds me of? And uh, I, I believe I remember an episode of Family Guy where uh, Peter's like going through some border check or something, and the the, the, the border patrol guy takes out like a chart and has like the, the swatch, like, a, a list the, the list of, of of skin colors. It's like threat, non threat. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like if you're a Jew, your nose is this long, and then you're a threat in in uh, Nazi Germany. So, well, yeah. but that's the thing, Rody. Like the reality is, is that the Germans called the Jew like they Hitler mentions the Jewish race. So it very obviously was about race. Like they understood race to be more than just skin color, because there were different groups of Europeans that were treated differently by the Nazis. So, for example, uh, you know. The Germans said that like the English and the French were controlled by the Jews and the Zionists. Well, they wouldn't say Zionists back then, but they, they they were controlled by, you know, the Jews. And so there were obviously different groups of white people that were treated differently based on where they were. Um, the Nazis killed lots of Polish people. They killed lots of Romani people. <clears throat> but by the way, uh, Romani people were not considered white back in Europe. And nowadays, I think there's like a council of colored people. They said that Slavic people are people of color. So like, who the hell knows, you know, what what is white and who's black? Uh, I mean, Jews were only considered white in the US in like the last 40 years. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say that. It's probably much closer to like, yeah, probably like 20 or 15. 10. Yeah, maybe maybe even as soon as that. Yeah. And even then, like, you're not Unless everyone recognizes you as white, you're not white. And the reality is, is that there are lots of people who don't consider Jews white because they don't like Jews. There are people who consider Jews not white because they like Jews and they don't want, you know, Jews to be white people because white people are bad now, apparently. Um, and then you got people who are like, Jews are not black, right? They're like, Jews are not part of the black supremacy race. They're like white devils. And so therefore, you know, they're bad or whatever. Um, so, you know, there are lots of different opinions on Jews, but we're obviously very not white. Um you know, we're we're much more like Asians in that people kind of try to say like we're white adjacent, whatever that means. <laughs> so, like you've ever seen like they like they say like consider Asian people white adjacent because they benefit from like the white supremacy systems that were set up in the United States. All all this race talk just it yeah. makes me depressed for where we are in America today. <laughs> right, it does. But going back to. Whoopi Goldberg and you know the the whole race thing is again I mean I think if you're if you hate a group of people because of their ideology or culture like Judaism is about like ideology culture that's you know ethnicity but if obviously if you consider them from their physical aspects and that's exactly what Hitler did in his book remind me what the book is again Mein Kampf Mein Kampf, like he does distinguish that, like it's in your DNA. And it went to the point that even if you converted to Christianity, you were still considered Jewish. Right. Um, and they still took you to the camps because you couldn't, because it was in your DNA. You can't get rid of that exactly. just by converting. Um, right. And that it was in the root of your physical being. And also that he believed in, you know, the survival of the fittest. And that each race of people is fighting for, you know, there's only limited resources of land and that we need to get rid of 
the inferior races so that we can the superior one can survive right the so, aryan race is what they called it they were they were the the superior race so you know yeah say, so they specifically did make it about race right um which goes to her comment about you know inhumanity but before you continue i do want to make a certain point there are a lot of people who would say that ethnicity is also about your blood it's just more ethnicity is like a combination of race and culture but it's not it's not strictly cultural so for example like there are people who are ethnically like they they will ethnicity also kind of refers to your genetics at least that's what a lot of people will say but i i, I agree with your point broadly that like if if Hitler cares about the Jewish race and the Aryan race and they care about physical attributes and it's in your blood and you can't change anything about it, then yes, it is about race. And, you know, just historically, that's what it is, right? So just want, you know, just, and now you can continue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So going back to what she said, what she was saying about, you know, inhumanity is about um, man being inhumane to man. So um, I don't think... She's. I mean, obviously, she's not wrong about that. I mean, it's it's terrible. It is man being bad to man, but she just didn't complete the story. That's kind of like what I'm taking from it. Is that like it's kind of like yes, the Holocaust is you know man being you know inhumane to to man, and that's but. It's, but then the justification is because of race. So it's kind of like in a building, like you have the foundation and then you have the building. So it's like, I feel like, yeah, you could say that about every conflict. Every conflict is, you know, man being man, bad to man and, you know, we shouldn't be that way. But then it's their justification behind what they're doing, which is either race or whatever reason they're committing genocide or whatever they're doing. So right, it's like I mean, like slaves was 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 man being inhumane to man, or or it, like anything could be boiled down to, oh, they were just not nice. The, you have to look for the, the foundation, as you were saying, uh, as to why they're why they're being why they're acting in this inhumane way. And as we were saying, it, it very clearly, if you just look at any of you know the historical documents or any of the primary sources of the or even secondary sources of the uh of the of the holocaust and all that you would see it was it was very clearly about we're the master race and everyone else is inferior so so i'm actually going to take a bit of a, a contrarian opinion here uh i i, I disagree with that i think she's making like once you ignore the historical point that she's making which is that the holocaust wasn't about race when the holocaust very obviously was about race um, to 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 a great degree, I might add. Um, I don't think you can understate how important race was to the Holocaust. Um, but in terms of like what she's saying about like you know a lack of humanity, I think that is the key point, right? And I think Michael Knowles made this point, and this is like three Dang. times. So Michael, we could just call this the <laughs> Michael Knowles show, like featuring you know featuring Luke Rody and Ryan. We call it the Michael the Michael Knowles, Knowles show. commentary oh. show. <laughs> You just comment on what Michael Knowles says. That's what we do all day. Um, but he, he he made this great point, which is that essentially people like to use the word racism to just say bad or to say, like, I don't like this. If they call so, – like, they don't know the word of – they don't know what the actual definition of racism is. And so they just use the word racism to kind of describe what they don't like. So if, let's say, Donald Trump says good morning, they might accuse him of racism. But they don't <clears> – <throat> Well, you don't know what he's insinuating by saying "good morning, Luke." He could be he could be insinuating all... that nights are bad, like right. He, exactly. he could be saying that, you know. So. <laughs> he could be. He could also from the fact be... that he said "good morning," he didn't say "good night." Uh, well, what does that mean? That means that darkness is not good, and therefore he hates black people. <laughs> he hates black people. <laughs> no, obviously, like. <laughs> So uh -oh. The CDC says that mornings are inherently bad, so you shouldn't oh. wish people good morning. The CDC says that's what they said. That the CDC said that Doctor Fauci <laughs> said that, so you shouldn't you uh. should wish people good morning because right. mornings are fifteen reasons why mornings are racist, according to BuzzFeed. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyways, um, but I guess he he kind of makes a point that's like 
we don't know how to talk about sin. We don't know how to talk about bad things anymore. We just kind of just throw the label racist at everything and kind of hope it sticks. And she she makes like a very good point, right? Which is that it is really about man's inhumanity to other man. And that's what a lot of these conflicts are, right? Uh, you know, not just, you know. So I, I'm, I'm always curious, like she, she obviously doesn't, you know, Michael Knowles also made this point, right? I'm essentially just saying Michael Knowles' point. Um, If you explain to her why she was correct, she probably wouldn't understand anything what you're talking about. She wouldn't wouldn't get it, right? Um, But, you know, at the same time, she made a very conservative point, and I think conservatives should kind of think about it, that talking about race all the time is not – not only is it not good for us, it's also just not useful, right? Because – there are things that are bad that are not racism for the same reason that like there's a lot of these like kind of like gotcha conservatives that are like Antifa says they're anti-fascist, but they're the real fascists. Right, Zing. Zinger, <laughs> right? But they're not actually fascist because fascism has a definition and it describes a political ideology that concerns like the state and has kind of eth- ethnic and undertones so Antifa, they're obviously not fascist, right? They're they're communists, they're anarchists, right? But they're not fascist. And Michael Knowles talks about it in his book, uh, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, blah, blah, blah. I just made the plug again. Ding. Uh, he should start just – we should start charging him royalties at some point. <laughs> when we start charging the man royalties. Um, Rhodey's kind of rolling his eyes. <laughs> um, no, but – it it, it re- like the reason I'm quoting him is because it, he's not wrong in that we've gotten used to just saying everything I don't like is is Nazism, right? Like we make that joke about the left, like everything, everyone I don't like on the internet is Hitler. Everything I don't like in on the internet is is Nazism, right? But the right is 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 guilty of that too, right? And so you know, yes, we should be able to just say like. Ultimately, the Holocaust was about our lack of humanity, and anyone who studied the Holocaust knows that there wasn't a lack of lack of humanity in in the Holocaust. I think everyone who studied it knows there wasn't oh. a lack of lack of humanity. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> think about it. Think. Of, take it. Take a second. Take a second. So there was humanity. Okay. No. Good. No, there Wait. was. There wasn't a lack. Of a lack of humanity. There, there wasn't a, a lack. lack of a lack of humanity. Triple negative. Deal with Whoa. it. Deal with it. <laughs> so there was a lack of humanity? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Luke, you got you to gotta keep it to one negative maximum here. <laughs> I'll even take two, but three is just hope. There wasn't a lack of inhumanity in the Holocaust. Let's say it That's that way. even worse. <laughs> there wasn't a lack of inhumanity in the Holocaust. Okay, it, let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. I, I think anyone who studied the Holocaust or similar genocides knows that a defining feature of these genocides is just the utter mistreatment of man by other man for very silly reasons not that there's a great reason to mistreat your fellow man but because you know I, you're right you, you understand I, my point you understand my point i agree uh, with that it's just that's not the you're right that's but that's just the foundation and then the other thing is like what she was saying with about race is kind of the add-on to inhumanity it's the other way around it's that the race was the foundation for the inhumanity no no well no i'm, I'm what i'm saying is I'm saying like the inhumanity, like everything bad that happens in the world is because, you know, I guess man is, is, is flawed as a, you know, we're flawed people and, and people just bad things just happen in the world. And that's like the inhumanity, but then, but then there's the justification for that inhumanity. And that's where, you know, race or, or other reasons. And it would be, you know, um, it would be similar to like the KKK. It's like, okay, well the, the KKK to is, yeah, that's inhumanity. Like these are people being bad to bad people, but their reasoning or their justification for being bad to bad people is because they believe, you know, again, the same thing, you know, that white supremacy and that they are better than, than black. So 
yes, it is about race, but it's also about the humanity. Like, no one should be... I mean, if we were in a perfect world, no one would be killing anyone, okay? But, you know, the fact is that, you know, man is objectively flawed, and man will be inhumane to other people, no matter, you know, race, religion. Um, And... But and that's like the the foundation. But then you need a. But then on top of that, it's you know the reasoning behind their inhumanity, right? Um. So a lot of people are like wondering: Should Whoopi Goldberg be canceled? And me personally, I, like on the one hand, like yeah, I don't believe in cancel culture. But on the other hand, Whoopi Goldberg has participated in cancel culture in the past. And also, like, I just don't care if The View gets canceled because the reality is is that The View is on its way out. Who watches The View? Middle-aged women. Right, exactly. And why do I care about the opinions of middle-aged women who watch The View? Because there are lots of middle-aged women that I think don't watch The View, and I think their political opinions, by virtue of them not watching The View, are ten times better than the people who watch The View. I mean, also just the time that it's on. It's, like, on at 11 a.m.? Yeah, most people are busy at that point. So if a woman is so not busy that she has time to watch the view, I'm like, well, maybe your political opinions don't matter then, right? Maybe I just, I don't care about, you know, what you're doing. I I would prefer you not vote at that point. Like if you're so not busy that at 11 a.m. you could afford to just watch the view. Yeah, don't vote. Please don't vote. Anyways, um, I'm not saying we should take away the right to vote. I'm saying that you should know to be fair to your fellow man and not impose your misunderstandings about the world upon the rest of us. So, yeah. So, um, whatever it's, I'm not like, I'm not losing sleep over her being canceled. If she gets canceled, that's great. If she doesn't get canceled, that's also great. Like I literally don't care. Um, I I assume everyone here feels the same way. Uh, I don't a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, like housewives are, you know, they're at home at 11 but that doesn't mean they're not they could be have you know i I, I don't know like housewives are home at 11 you know what i'm saying like no i didn't say that there's no reason to be at home at 11 i'm just saying that if you're so not busy at 11 that you can just kind of afford to sit down and watch the view like like i recognize the housewives are going to be home at 11 but typically they're with the kids they're cooking they're cleaning they're this they're that also people work at home and they might just have it in the background like just playing kind of like a podcast Okay, but then listen to literally anything else. Listen to the Right Side of the Compass podcast. That's true. Whoa. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. You should be listening to us. <laughs> if you have an hour, if you have an hour at home doing nothing, there's no excuse why you shouldn't be listening. Like, I don't care if you're watching the Joe Rogan experience. Like, watch us instead. Like, we're just awesome. Exactly. You have um, the same great opinions at a discount price. <laughs> <laughs> Are we the Walmart brand Joe Rogan? Is that what you're saying? Perhaps. We're the, we're the, we're like, you know how like there's the name brand Donald Trump and then there's the great value Donald Trump? So there's, Boris like, Johnson? The, Boris Johnson, right. So there's the there's the name brand Tim Cast IRL and then there's the value brand Tim Cast IRL. So, you know. Right. I, I watched a I watched a food theory video the other day that said that the, that the store brands are actually typically better than the name brands. So... Just think about that. Just think about that. <laughs> no, or just my think. my opinion on the on the cancellation. Um, look, I'm I'm a believer of. I don't believe in. Can, I mean, I don't like cancel culture. I don't think people on the right should be canceled and people on the left shouldn't be canceled. I believe in people's freedom to uh, say their opinion, and no one should lose their their job over those uh, those opinions. Um. And but at the same time, I think the views have like uh, accused people of, you know, do, uh, you know, of their opinions and then, you know, saying that they should be canceled. So I think it comes down to also, you know, if you're, you're if you're willing to give it, you should be able to take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear that. I, I hear um, that. Don't yeah, throw like, um, stones from a glass house. Yeah. Or like if you're, you know, if you're willing to kill, you should be prepared to be to be killed kind of thing. Yeah, of course. So, well, I'll uh, I'll I'll take the contrarian opinion this time. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, as a general rule, 
like you've both been saying, I don't think that we should just be canceling people left and right. However, I think as a society, the problem that we've been dealing with is that we've been canceling things that don't need to be canceled. The fact that women are women and men are men is not something that needs to be canceled. We should not be allowing, though, on the other hand, things like, you know, Nazism. I don't you can think it, but that shouldn't be an accepted opinion. What I think unfortunately has been happening is that we've kind of the left has taken over the um, the uh, the discourse and they've been saying, oh, yeah, there's no way that men are uh, there's no way that men are men and women are women. And that's just a perfectly sound, you know, uh, opinion. We have to say that women are men and men are women. And we have to say that killing a baby at, at uh, nine months is perfectly normal and that's fine. That's dangerous in a word. It's, it's really like, I know they use that to describe the rights opinions, but there, there really is danger in what they say. So the fact that we've kind of as, and this is Luke, I'm about to, I'm about to pull you uh, as Michael Knoll says, um, oh, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> the fact that as a broad stroke, the right has kind of taken on the opinion of, oh, cancellation is bad and therefore we shouldn't uh, cancel anyone. I don't particularly agree with because even though cancellation has taken on this, this bad meaning of the free market will, will, will parse out the bad ideas, there needs to be like, we need to parse out the ideas and then do something about it. They can't just leave the bad ideas in the discourse. You have to well, take Well, that's them just out. what Michael, well, you, you might as well have just said, like read Speechless by Michael Knowles. And right. That would have been the what, same thing. Well, that's you're the, the one who plugged it before. So I would assume that you would have read it. There's, and there's a certain book. There's a certain book when I <laughs> read it. Which shall remain unnamed that when, No, but when read I read it, it I, I ran out of words to say. You might say I was I'm less bit, speechless. Yeah. You, you might say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, I, I agree with you, but just on this point, I don't care if Whoopi gets canceled or not. Like, it's not – like, I don't think what she said was so egregious that she needs to be canceled, but if she does get canceled, like, I'm, I'm cool with that too. I mean, when, you know? when people say that, I don't think they should be canceled for it. Like, you should say, hey, you know, you are incorrect, and she – and and then educate her on why she was – you know, why she's incorrect, and I think oh, that I agree, should be but my enough. issue is that she – I agree with you. I agree with you. That's typically how you want to do things. And if your non-Jewish friend says something stupid about the Holocaust, perhaps accusing them of racism is not the best idea. Even just tactically, yeah. And they would do idea. the same thing if you if if I said something, you know, and wrong. They would, you know, people would say the same thing, and I would want them to correct me if I am wrong. Right. But Whoopi Goldberg is not a regular person. She is a fairly old and unfunny comedian, and uh, she is not. Like, I don't think she's going to change her opinions. I think she's going to go and she's going to continue saying stupid things. And it's not – I think this is an important thing to say. Her mistake doesn't come from just a misunderstanding of the facts. It comes from a from a warped worldview. And that's a lot of my problem with the Hasbara movement, which is that the Hasbara movement doesn't need to change their mind about one thing. They need to change their mind about their entire worldview, everything that they believe is wrong. And so everything they, they say – is infected with their bad ideology and the same thing with Whoopi Goldberg. Her whole view of race and her whole view of the way the world works is just entirely backwards. So anything she says right is by accident, right? It's not on purpose. She doesn't know what she's saying. Forgive her for she knows not what she does, you know. Anyways. Well, th this is what I was going to ask. I actually, I didn't know if we were going to get to this, but I kind of wanted to ask, do you think that when she said the, that the the Holocaust was a man being inhumane to men, do you think that was purely because she was like, oh, like she wasn't educated onto the Holocaust? Or do you think that's because she's like trying to paint this idea that man is the source of, of uh, you know, like white man is, is the source of all evil in the world and they're the bad, you know, like, is she doing it because she made a historical error or is she doing it because her worldview is white man bad, therefore all evil in the world is white man? I think she was just trying to like, I think she was just trying to like put black people on like the oppression Olympics because right. essentially like the, the problem with oppression Olympics is that you're constantly tearing down other groups and you're constantly comparing this atrocity to that atrocity, not based on how grievous the atrocity was, but based on whether you think that the group that was, that has a grievance 
is somehow more deserving of sympathy or less deserving of sympathy. And so what she wanted to do is she wanted to say like, no, 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 when black people get discriminated against, it's racism. But when Jewish people is just too like white people. And yeah, I think when it's white on white, it's man, you know, it's inhuman, it's inhumanity and man on, and man on man. But when it's just the color of your skin, you know, when it's just man against black people, then then right. So it wasn't a, a historical error, is right? It's not saying. a historical it's not error. Like... That's why, like, that's why I'm like okay with canceling her because it's not. It's not that she got something wrong, right? You get something wrong, we can educate you. But it's not. She's not wrong because of the facts. She's wrong because her worldview is backwards. Her worldview is intolerable. That's that's my problem with what she said. It demonstrates that she has this worldview that's wrong. And like, I only saw like a couple of people pointing this out. It's like, does it make the Holocaust any less good or any or any any less egregious rather that uh you know it was white on white like. Let's suppose for a second that Jews are 100% white people, which they're not. But let's say they're 100% white people in every single category and every single you know way of thinking about it. Six million Jews died because there was a guy who thought that Jews had no right to live. Like I, I like I don't see how that makes it any better than like right. does it make it like if Jews were black skinned it wouldn't be any worse. I don't see right. how like you know I don't I don't really care and and like that's what bothers me. It's like. Okay, so if there are black slaves, that's racism. But when, you know, like six million Jews died, it's not racism. Okay, who cares? Well, also, Jews were put into concentration camps. So in a way, they were kind of like, I don't know if I can make this comparison, but they were used for labor. I don't want to say they were slaves, but they were used for labor. It's not like they weren't. It's not that they were just on the street and you were shot, which did happen. But it's well documented that Jews were taken into camps and they were used to basically they were forced manual labor and so to say like oh because black slaves are black versus jewish you know forced labor they're white is it's different it, it doesn't really hold up in a i don't court of i don't view i don't view those atrocities as comparable not as one is worse and one's better but rather just because everyone has their they're own two story. separate atrocities there's two separate atrocities there's no reason to compare them they both shouldn't have happened Right. So I don't I don't see a purpose in saying like this is racism. This is, who cares? It, it, any group of people oppressing another group of people is just wrong. I don't have to describe it as racism. Um, but anyways, I do. Before we go, I would like to say a, a quick message from me and me alone. Um, I'm going to be off the show for a week, two weeks, whatever it is. I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out, as I said at the beginning of the podcast. Um, and so I'm not really going to have anything to say about anything like I'm going to have no control over about what's said on the podcast for the next couple of weeks. But I do want to point out something because it, to me, it's so important that I don't want to not say anything. I want to be on the record when I say this. It is of my opinion that by the time I come back on the show, Joe Rogan will have been officially thrown off of Spotify. Perhaps it will happen by the time this episode goes up. Um, and the reason for that is simple. Uh, Joe Rogan caved to the mob. That is, that is the simple reason it happened. It didn't need to happen. Joe Rogan could have just dug his heels in and he could have said nothing and he could have, you know, just told the mob, mob to suck it. But he didn't do that. He started saying, oh, I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to let Spotify put warning labels on my episodes and I'm going to start, you know, bringing on more experts from the other side. He started, you know, uh, uh, equivocating and he started being conciliatory and it didn't work. And so now they took off over 100 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience from Spotify. And listen, they will come after you at some point, whether it's because you said an off-color joke at work or because you listened to the wrong podcast or you said something 10 years ago that's now not politically correct. You don't owe the mob an apology. You don't owe the mob an apology. I can't guarantee you that you won't get canceled because whether you get canceled or not, it's really up to luck. But what I will guarantee you is that the minute you say you're sorry to these people, you lose. You will get canceled, right? I'm not saying you should never apologize. If you do something wrong to your fellow man, go up to him and say you're sorry. You know, it was the second human story in the Bible. The first human story is Adam names all the animals and then he realizes he's lonely. So God creates for him a mate. And then the second human story is that him and his mate, they screw up, they eat from the tree of knowledge between good and evil, and then they're thrown out of the Garden of Eden, but then they apologize for it. They repent, and then God redeems them. Um, 
that's the second human story in the Bible. So we, we need forgiveness, right? We, we need that aspect of society. The, the woke mob, you didn't do anything to them. They have no right to be demanding an apology from you, and they don't believe in forgiveness. So apologizing to them at all is not a good idea. Not a good idea. Don't do it. And if you're going to get canceled, and that's not up to you anymore, right? If they decide to go after you and they decide to cancel you, you can't choose whether you keep your job. You can't choose whether you get to keep your house. You can't choose whether you keep your bank account or your family or whatever it is. But you do get to choose if you keep your dignity. And groveling before the woke mob is how you lose your dignity. When the woke mob comes after you, and I know they're going to come after me one day. It may not be today, may not be tomorrow, will be eventually. They'll come after me. The only message I have for them is that I'm not apologizing to you. I don't owe you an apology. You owe me an apology for wasting oxygen. And I have two extra words for you, and they aren't happy birthday. Okay? So take a lesson from Joe Rogan. Watch how he failed, and don't make the same mistake. Anyways, I thought it needed to be said, because I'm not going to be here, and I want to say it before we report it. Before we're canceled. Before we're canceled. Yeah, before we're canceled. We're, we're, I'm <laughs> Some, retroactive. Uh, dark thinking there. <laughs> no, listen, this message is here for when they come after us, and so when the mob comes... I could show them this episode and they could literally take their outrage and shove it where the sun don't shine. Anyways. <laughs> well, that's our episode this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Please like the video, share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel. Hit the notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. In addition, we are on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can reach us by commenting on the video or by dropping a DM at the right side of the compass on Instagram. We look forward to you joining us next time. Oh,